0: Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, we pray that as we read this chapter, we would realize that it is Christ who unites us, that we would draw closer to Jesus and therefore closer to other followers of Jesus. We ask this through Christ. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Paul, called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus through the will of God, and Sosthenes, our brother, to the church of God sanctified in Christ Jesus, that is, in Corinth, called to be saints, together with all those who call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ in every place, their Lord and ours. Grace to you and peace from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God concerning you because of the grace of God which was given to you in Christ Jesus, that in everything you were made rich in him, in all speech and all knowledge, just as the testimony about Christ has been confirmed in you, so that you do not lack in any spiritual gift as you eagerly await the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ who will also confirm you until the end, blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, by whom you were called into fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now I exhort you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all say the same thing, and there not be divisions among you, and that you be made complete in the same mind with the same purpose. For it has been made clear to me concerning you, my brothers, by Chloe's people, that there are quarrels among you. But I say this, that each of you is saying, I am with Paul, and I am with Apollos, and I am with Cephas, and I am with Christ. Has Christ been divided? Paul was not crucified for you, was he? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I give thanks that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, lest anyone should say that you were baptized in my name. Now, I also baptized the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I do not know if I baptized anyone else, for Christ did not send me to baptize, but to proclaim the gospel, not with clever speech, lest the cross of Christ be emptied. For the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the intelligence of the intelligent I will confound. Where is the wise person? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know God, God was pleased through the foolishness of preaching to save those who believe. For indeed, Jews ask for sign miracles, and Greeks seek wisdom. But we preach Christ, crucified, to the Jews a cause for stumbling, but to the Gentiles, foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. For consider your calling, brothers, that not many were wise according to human standards, not many were powerful, not many were well-born, but the foolish things of the world God chose in order that he might put to shame the wise, and the weak things of the world God chose in order that he might put to shame the strong, and the insignificant of the world, and the despised God chose, the things that are not, in order that he might abolish the things that are. So that all flesh may not boast before God, but from him you are in Christ Jesus, who became wisdom to us from God, and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption, so that, just as it is written, the one who boasts, let him boast in the Lord. Well, that's our reading. Let's dig in. Paul started the church in Corinth on his second missionary journey in Acts chapter 18, and he stayed there a year and a half, or 18 months. So if you remember one, you know the other. There was also a Sosthenes in Corinth, who was ruler of the synagogue, who was beaten by the Jews. So perhaps Sosthenes had become a Christian and left Corinth, and that is why Paul includes him in the from line. It seems that Paul wrote 1 Corinthians from Ephesus, where he stayed for two years on his third missionary journey. Corinth and Ephesus weren't too far away from each other by boat, so there would be occasions for Christians to make the journey, and they would bring news to Paul and bring letters. In fact, it seems that Paul may have made the journey himself for a visit to Corinth during his time in Ephesus that was not mentioned in the book of Acts. In Acts 18, we also read about Apollos, who knew only the teaching of John the Baptist, but Priscilla and Aquila taught him more fully about Jesus. Then he went to Corinth to preach after Paul had left. Paul calls the Corinthian Christians saints, which means people who are set apart for God. He gives thanks for the Corinthian Christians based on what God had done for them to give them everything they needed spiritually. He mentions fellowship with God in verse 9. God is faithful by whom you were called to fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. This is connected with Paul's theme for this letter, which is unity, or Christians getting along. Paul says he hears that they aren't getting along, but are dividing up into groups. He mentions Paul, Apollos, Cephas, and Christ. Cephas would be Peter. We don't read about Peter ever visiting Corinth, but he certainly could have or Jews from Jerusalem may have gone there and said they were disciples of Peter. Although later Paul says he was using their names figuratively, so people may not have been saying those names specifically, Paul says he is glad that he didn't baptize too many of the Corinthian Christians himself because he didn't want them to think that that made them his disciples. Verse 13, Has Christ been divided? Paul was not crucified for you, was he? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? Paul says that the point is not persuasive speaking. Paul wasn't a great orator like the Corinthian public loved. Paul preached the cross. He says that sounds like foolishness to people who are perishing. Verse 23, but we preach Christ crucified. To the Jews a cause for stumbling, but to the Gentiles foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Paul says, look around at the people who are saved, not many of the upper class people that are looked up to by the public. God has chosen the weak and despised. He said that God did that, verse 29, so that all flesh may not boast before God. And now for a deeper dive. There are so many different brands of churches out there. It is very easy to get into a tribal mindset. My group is better than your group. We like to be smart, and right, while everyone else just isn't wise enough to figure out the truth that we have. And sometimes we like to debate to prove that our position is right. And of course, that sounds like all the things that Paul is speaking against here in the church in Corinth. They, at least, were still one church, but it seems they were in danger of dividing as we see today. So what is the solution? I don't think the solution is for us to give up on truth and say everyone is right. We need to love truth and seek truth but we also need to be humble. What are the chances that my group really has all the truth figured out and every other group has it wrong? It is easy to make arguments against everyone else to my group because they agree with me, so the arguments don't have to be all that convincing. The first solution here is to focus on Jesus and his death. That is the basis for our salvation. The second is similar, and that is not to become proud and boastful and building up our tribe. For sure, there are some we cannot be united to. Those who do not accept Christ, because it is Christ who saves us and unites us. But there are a lot of things that we can disagree on and still get along and maybe even come to realize that we weren't as smart about it as we once thought. So, what group do you belong to? I hope you belong to Jesus. Then, we can work together.